welcome back to the GM screen. I am your co-host, Alex. I'm Robert. And unfortunately, we will not be accompanied by Matt today. He, um, he couldn't actually make it to the recording today. And while this is a sensitive issue, it is something that happens in everyone's life. You will, on occasion, lose a friend. Um, Matt was unfortunately found in a abandoned grain silo in West Texas. Um, the reports are still coming in from the police, but there have been some interesting allegations made um, about that's, our late friend. That's one way of putting it. Uh, quite a bit of blood was found there. Um, yeah, just, the thing was just wallpapered with discarded pages of old Dungeon Master guides, seemingly random sections highlighted, drawing emphasis to things that literally no player would ever understand. Um, and there have been several people rescued from the location. Um, they had been, I think the phrase the police used was miseried in the adjoining silo. And um, something about screaming about the difference between spot and search checks, which haven't been in the game for years. We may never know. Um, we would like, of course, to uh, try and keep this podcast upbeat, but I would ask you to understand that this is a difficult time for us. Um, in in memory, if it is all right with everyone, we do have his. I guess it would be a manifesto at this point. It it goes for days here. Um, is it? Is that blood? I I think it's blood. Oh, we should probably give this to the cops. Oh shit! I didn't think about that. But we, but it, it it seems so vital. Look, he has a whole section here about what to do about players that don't make it, which seems. Super relevant, now that I think about it. So, yeah, um, this episode is Absent Players, done in memory of Matthew. Uh, so, if you have our first topic, I think now is a good time to jump in. You're going to do this? Oh, right. I... You have to... And yeah, you have to okay. do the thing. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> hey, guys, we're recording today, right? Ah, did... No, you're dead. We buried you. We're recording today, though, right? We uh, uh, yes, but me and Alex carried your coffin, man. Yeah, but look, uh, we're recording today. I'm not gonna miss a game or a recording session. <coughs> look, you're okay, Alex. I understand, but I just went to the astral plane, man. That's not a thing. I grew up on the corpse of a dead god. I don't know what to tell you. I went to the astral plane. We're the from Corpus Christi. That's different. I mean, in Spanish, it does... No. <laughs> the spirit coyote took me on a journey. Uh, I found one of the last jackalopes, no, and I ate it, and it's my new heart now. Jackalopes aren't real. Anymore. Like, There's still, like, three. I don't think that's true. I haven't counted the rest of them, but the one I ate is mostly gone. <laughs> <laughs> It's mostly. <laughs> Dude, they're pretty big. <laughs> Look, I have a big heart <laughs> with antlers. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, we're recording. Yeah, welcome to our episode about absent players. All right, let's do this thing. So, this is it, a good place to start, though, because you have insanely high opinions about this. Why don't you and your ghostly body lead us along? Or are you alive again? I'm not keeping up with the narrative. He had to eat a jackalope. That means he's alive. Yeah, no. It's a. Uh... How long have you lived in Texas? He's from Chicago. Oh, yeah. Right. That's why you don't know. Okay. Yeah, no. When you consume the jackalope, it reforms into a secondary heart for you. Oh, that makes more sense. That's why there are so few of them. Yeah, I took his old heart and fed it to a longhorn. That was kind of the part of the deal. 
Yeah, it's how it's how you get the uh, prairie ticks out of their stomach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough farm wisdom. Um, <laughs> I think technically it's ranch wisdom. Ranch wisdom. That's the Texas version. Yeah, but um, let's let's hear your. Because it wasn't about corn. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hear your severely restricted thoughts on absent players. Oh, there's okay. the shots fired. Yeah. So I will break this down a little bit. Personally. I understand that there are often good reasons in somebody's life to miss a game. I think it is the responsibility of someone who is committed to going to a game to either make it or have a good reason why they're not there. Especially now that games are getting more and more narrative focused, both uh, mechanically and just as a as a general state of the hobby. Because missing a character or missing a player is no longer a like oh, the fighter is going to do slightly more dangerous things this week because his pl- his player's not here to say no. Uh, and more <laughs> like, oh, that character whose story we're in the middle of that ties thoroughly into whatever current adventure we're on uh, isn't here to advance it, so we have to decide if we're going to push right. like the confrontation with their uncle the Duke back a week or and play a board game or like play some other part of the story. All right, because ideally, and I'm sure we all advocate for this, we don't want it just to be Diablo with dice, which I think is something we said last time. That sounds it, about right. It's come yeah, up. last time we talked about, uh, I think last time was non-combats. Which, yeah, we talked about. We, yes. Ideally, a modern game shouldn't be Diablo with dice, so it makes sense that when, that being here is more important when you move towards narrative. I think, in a, not to dive too deeply into that, I think any game should probably not be Diablo with dice, because I think any game should have the option to expand your character narratively. Whether should it's Diablo be Diablo with dice? Uh, I mean, hell, even they have a story at this point. They do. Exactly. And I have most of the Diablo supplements for AD&D, and I can guarantee there will be story as soon as I trick you assholes into playing it. All right, weird flex, but okay. Never. You're going to like not? it. I don't like Diablo. What's yes, wrong you with do. That? You just have bad memories associated with it. It sucks. You're just upset because you had to play it while you were in the hospital. Yeah, I did have to play it while I was in the hospital with a deflated lung. That was fun. Um, can you please explain to me why you or how you had to play Diablo? Well, because uh, the game I brought him to install on his laptop. <laughs> yeah, that's about. Oh, uh, this is the pre-Steam days. So you yes. didn't just have eight thousand games on here. That is correct. I would be great in a hospital now. Yeah. That yeah, be- we should all just go get injured. <laughs> Get off work, you just get to chill in bed. The real hat trick is getting, whatever, the real hat trick is getting injured at work doing your job so you can get workman's comp. Ooh, that's the spirit. Uh, yeah, so characters should be developing. Um, if, you're, if you're in a dungeon, if you're in a game that, like, this session and next session are probably going to be pretty similar, it's not as big a deal. But uh, if you're playing the new Legend of the Five Rings game that I'm having quite a lot of fun with, or something like Ooh. that, or you're playing with a very small group, it can be a pretty big deal, and... Your you and your friend's time and the dungeon master, which is us, is time, is pretty heavily invested in making this thing happen. And it gets increasingly precious as you get older. Yeah, no, we've um, we've oh, had to swap okay. to a uh, biweekly game schedule, which is just not the best. Tragic. Yeah, I feel like we should just throw this out. I feel like some of our viewers are going to skew on the younger side, probably a lot of college kids and whatnot. Please savor the ability to do something every week. Every week. I that sounds amazing. It sounds so good. Played a 19-hour game of Dungeons and Dragons once in college, and if I could do that again, uh, without just like at this point, my body will give out. I think I would throw up and fall over for no reason other than exhaustion. At, at some point, I would just have to leave. 
Like, my body would not let me do the same thing for 19 hours in a row. Uh, that's not counting the break we took for food. <laughs> but, um... Oh, good. So it's only about eight or nine hours. I, think, I yeah. barely sleep for that long in one sitting. Yeah. We, uh... I'm just kidding. I could sleep for days. My anyway. partner and I have been going to a, a Dungeons & Dragons convention, which is 24 hours of gaming in a weekend, that's held by yearly or uh, twice a year. That's by yearly, right? Yep. Biannually? By... Yeah, sure. Well, um, I think, yeah, the buy whatevers for time are dumb because it's either once every other or twice during. It's the same word. The moral of the story is it takes about six months for me to recover from uh, <laughs> the 24 hours of Dungeons & Dragons I play with breaks in between over the course of a weekend. And I, I can't go to these because I think I would just die. Yeah. yeah, like, I would, as much as I would love the idea of just doing this stuff forever, I would probably hate the game at that point. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm, like, I'm okay. going to start purposely murdering my character. We got a little bit off topic. We did. Uh, so, really? bi-weekly games. If you're in a bi-weekly game, or a monthly game, or even a weekly game, there's a lot of prep work going into things, and you don't... Even if you're playing once a week, you still have a, only a set amount of time to play the game. And it's... It can be disrespectful to the time of everyone else involved if you don't make it. If you have a good reason, uh, if your parents are in town and you haven't seen them in a while, if your like dog gets sick and you need to take them to the vet, it's understandable. Um, if for, work stuff happens. Yeah, if we do need to keep our jobs, unfortunately, as adults. So if like you know there's an emergency at work and it's come in or be fired, it happens. You need a better job, I think. But yes, like that's that's some ultimatum shit. Also, please don't ever skip out of work to play tabletop games. Like I can't, I can't in all good consciousness condone that. Yeah, I want to. Oh, please, yes, we I all want, want to. to but... Definitely don't do it regularly. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Use your sick days wisely. <laughs> I think the the most common absences, especially when you get older is uh, kind of a scheduled absence. Something's going to happen, some obligation, uh, and you you know ahead of time, so you just, you can let the group know. I think that if you're playing a game, the people in the game are kind of, are probably kind of important to you or to your life, and it behooves you to let them know at your earliest convenience uh, that you're not going to be able to be a part of whatever this, this group activity is. I think you have a responsibility to do that, I think if, like, you're in a car accident, obviously, like, tell your family and stuff first. Pe the people in your game can probably can probably <laughs> wait a little bit to find out. This sounds this sounds like something that has happened to you before. I mean, we had a player hit a parked car on his bike once. Oof. Does that count as a car accident? He was definitely bleeding a lot. He was bleeding a lot when he showed up. But okay. he was only about 15 minutes late. Only about. Yeah. If but uh, just, like, that idea, you're, like, in an accident and, like, you can't find, like, three of your toes or something. And your first thought is, <laughs> I should probably call the party. I mean, that makes you a good player. That does make you a good player. And I respect it. <laughs> but we don't um, condone it. We had a we had a player. That's just walk gonna through. be us today. Is just like, hey, please don't do anything we say is good. Yeah. I had a player walk through. I think what was effectively a monsoon to make it to a game uh, last week, and I would have understood if they stayed home, but I respected them because they came. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you if you know ahead of time, uh, tell them tell your group. If you have something come up, tell your group as soon as possible. For if you if you tell them 
if you give the DM about a session's warning, or the GM's the the GM at least a session's warning, even if you just start a session with, "Hey, I'm not going to be here next week," they'll probably not be happy, but they'll they should be able to to change things uh, to accommodate this. If, especially if you know you're going to be gone ahead of time, or if you know there's a possibility of being gone ahead of time, uh, that's easier to manage. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, what I want to talk about is people who miss games, and I'm going to get really angry about it, so we should actually probably do that last. I'm about to say, and... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so, we can try getting some spin-offs here. I had a topic. Hold on a second. Let I, me... I did too, so... Uh, yeah, you go for it while so, I try to remember what words are. Um, what I want to talk about, especially when you um, play with a group of people for a very long time, you're going to shift... Um, you're going to shift settings, you're going to shift... Uh, Mechan- not mechanics, I'm thinking of systems. Mm-hmm. Just play whole new games. Yeah, Play whole new games. And this is something I'm doing right now, that just because you've played with a group consistently for a set period of time doesn't mean you can't take a hiatus from playing for a variety of reasons. Um, it can be you don't like the system or you want to focus on something else at the moment. Um, so there is, aside from just the like, oh, hey, I'm not going to be here this week or that week or you know whatever week you're not going to be there at, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a step back and being like, okay, I need to skip this for this foreseeable future because of this reason. And as long as you communicate that to your DM or whatever, I'm going to say DM because... Because that's who we are as people. Yeah, yeah. it's not like the name of our show says a different thing. Shut up. If you communicate it to your GM openly and earnestly and just be like, hey... I don't like this system, or hey, I feel weird at this table with these people for this reason, mm-hmm. because it happens. It's it happens to everybody. Like sometimes yeah. the energy at the table gets real fucked up and busted, mm-hmm. and you just don't want to be there. But as long as you communicate that and you say, hey, I love being in the group. I do want to show up and play with you guys, but I'm going to take a leave of absence for X, Y, Z reasons. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and it's a it's a two way street because yeah, it sucks to not play the game, and it sucks for your group to not have you there because you're all friends. Mm-hmm. But you do have to have like the understanding and respect for each other that sometimes you're not always going to have space in your life to meet every week or even every other week. Yeah, yeah. like it is still ultimately a thing you're doing for entertainment purposes. It's a, yeah, it's a hobby. Yeah, you yeah. should never be forced to be at a game. Right. So Nor ho- should you ever force people to be at a game. Right. Yeah, it's a hobby. It's a good excuse to see people that you will probably either are friends with or will grow to know over the course of a, a good period of time. It's an excuse to socialize. But it's... Uh, not usually going to be the most important thing in your life. Until it is, in which case it's a great life raft to live in. I mean, <laughs> it was for me for like a decade. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, that was, that's college, basically. Oh, it's the same middle not school, much high school, and college, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I didn't have what you would consider nerds at the high school I went to. I tried running like one game back in the day, and yeah, that went well. Yeah, and at the, See, end, of the, at the end of the day, these people that you play with, they're going to be your close friends. And Matt uh, accuses me of, uh, what, do you, what do you say, tribalizing? Tribalizing, yeah. He accuses me of that a lot because I'm personally hyper-loyal to a small group of people. And But, the you know, these are the people that you spend every weekend with. So if you can just say, like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this or whatever, then they should be open to that. Uh, speaking of, we shifted the day that we go to uh, uh, that we go to the water park. So I might try to get us onto a like three three on one off schedule for games, but I don't know for sure whether or not that's sustainable for our adult human bodies. I don't know if that's sustainable for my adult human brain. Yeah, I don't know, but that definitely makes for good podcasting. Yeah, you got <laughs> to, uh, to 
Put your fucking grocery list on here while we're put at it. An, put up an example of what we were just talking about. Uh, <laughs> Swaga, you don't really enjoy Apocalypse games, but the rest of us kind of wanted to play uh, Mutant Year Zero, which we've had a lot of fun with, that Alex was running. Uh, so you just took... They killed a building last time. Come on. Yeah, I know, but Apocalypse, they just rubbed me the wrong way 100% of the time for some reason. Like, I... The, okay, so the reason I dipped out of Mutant Year Zero was not because I didn't like the setting or the story... Or they're the both people. dumb, I was, let's be real. Yeah, they're both dumb, but they're great. But I knew just from playing, what, did I play two sessions? Yeah. yeah. I played two sessions, and I knew on the third I was going to totally zone out and fall into a Twitter hole mm. and just be a shit player <laughs> and not contribute to the... Because it's a... You know, everyone contributes something to the enjoyment that happens at the table. So I knew I would be a bad player. So because of that, I just said, hey, I need to take a step back. I love you guys, but I can't be this person that plays this game because I'll just I just won't be here I'll sit here I'll be gone yeah Yeah, that's definitely healthier than trying to stay in just because you're being polite and then like missing games randomly and just not contributing and yeah, just don't, generally don't try to force it. I go yeah. to the gym a lot now, which is nice. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like in this way, we don't need to really worry about incorporating the narrative into a person that doesn't care. Right. On that note, um, so a lot of what we're saying here is very much from the player side. Because if a player misses a game, we have to work around it. If the GM misses a game... There's no game. There's no game. Yeah. So let's try to flip this and think about how you as a GM should be handling players that don't show up very often. So, uh, the thing that I will hold true forever is that the most important thing is that at the time that there's supposed to be a game, something happens. Because the the minute you let that slip, your group is going to dissolve. Right. As soon as as soon as you go, oh, we're not uh, we're not meeting at all this week. Nothing's happening. You're done. Even if the DM doesn't get there, be like, encourage the players to get together and play a board game or something. Or have okay. someone run a one-shot or something. Just make make sure something happens. Or, yeah. like, Matt had a hiatus a while back, and we did ro- rotating DMs for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yep. That yeah, like, and that's a good idea to do here, because it also helps reinforce, again, the idea you're doing this for fun. Like, if you're just like, yeah, let's all just go get dinner or do something dumb. Like, you're establishing, you're doing this because it's a social activity and you like each other's company. Right. Like, that should just be the overarching moral to our stories, is just have fun, guys. You know, it's interesting that um, we now live in a world where it's kind of taken for granted that you enjoy the company of the people you're playing Dungeons and Dragons with. Because <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that has not always been the case. No, it hasn't. Yeah, normally the reason you're playing the game with these people is because they're either your best friends or the only three people in your hometown that have heard of this game. Yeah, the the only greasy motherfuckers down at the friendly local game store who weren't already in the game were willing to play with you. Yeah, now you can play this game and not even have any Cheeto dust on you. We yeah. had a player try and set someone on fire once. In real life? Yeah. Yeah. Why? He was removed from the group. Yeah. So Forcibly. If you, if you like everyone you play with now because that's a luxury we can all have now, be thankful for it. You're all friends here. So, I have a lot of strategies for dealing with a player who isn't here. And, like, when I say that, it's not in a threatening manner. Like, uh, ways to to continue the story... (laughs) I know what to do with ...without a player. Uh, I do have threatening statements, and I want to get them out of the way. If you have a player who doesn't... Who, like... If you have a player who forgets that the game is happening... (laughs) uh, They're gone. Like, if, if, if somebody messages you and says... 
Oh, hey, what's the game this week? The same time every week, Ronald. Yeah, and it's like an hour and a half, especially if it's an hour and a half after it started and you were already messaging them. They're gone. Get rid of them. They're not a good player. They're bringing down the group. They're slowing everyone down. You can run a game with one person and a DM if you need to. Lose people who are going to drag that down. Do not get tied to the idea that you need a set amount of players or a set amount of characters or even that you need a specific character to carry a story. Because I definitely have fallen into the trap of like trying to engage a poor player by uh, making their character's story more uh, more viable and more interesting to the plot. Right. And then uh, ended up where I felt like they were integral to my plot, so I kind of had to keep them around. Mm. Uh, and then I just... It, I ended up burning all that shit down, because fuck huh. it. I figured, yeah, you either ditch that plot, or motherfucker, you're an NPC now. Yeah. I did both. <laughs> All right, but let's um, <clears throat> let's talk about what do you do with a um, player's character when they're not there? Mm, okay, so um, you have a couple of options, um, and it depends on how prepared the player is, and kind of how good of a role player they are. Uh, both a role player as a um, as someone who role plays, and a role player as someone who is good at role playing games. Which is odd because if they're not there. They're technically not doing either. So how's this going to work? So I personally have never played in a game where I didn't have a, like, a, a, at least a very basic set of rules for my character and how they interact with the world that I could give to somebody else if I was going to miss a session. Yeah, basically a basic list of functions your character will perform. Yeah, like, a, <laughs> this is what they do, this is what they won't do, uh, here's some instructions on how to pl- how to play them effectively in combat, and then someone else in the game that I could reasonably expect to hey I'm gonna miss it I'm gonna miss this week uh, can you run my character here's how to run my character um, that's probably the best option especially if you've got somebody if either you the DM feel comfortable running an additional character uh, which some DMs don't and I or GMs don't and I understand that because there is and I have encouraged this, uh, still kind of an adversarial relationship between GMs and players, uh, because one of you is creating a world to kill the other. Um, well. Well, that's debatable, but go on. Okay, a wor- creating a world in which the other can die. There you go. Yeah, which we talked about in our death episode. But um, if you feel comfortable playing both sides of that, go for it. Uh, otherwise, you know, nominate a player, or hopefully they'll have nominated like a second um, we've also done plenty where the uh, f- the affected character just reverts to their most basic type. They kind of drop out of the story and they take their place in the battle line. Uh, if you've got enough time, like this is why the, the preferably one session plus exists. If you've got enough time, obviously you can kind of rebalance a little bit so things are more fair. Um, I'm not usually a fan of rewriting adventures to accommodate different parties uh but if like if you got a super combat heavy adventure planned and the fighter can't make it um it's not unreasonable to story-wise have them go visit their sick aunt and then in game be like oh well there's still all these guys you could fight but now there's a lot more options to sneak around them or what have you so, something I found intriguing about some of Matt's more recent games 
is um, the idea of having downtime activities. Um, Matt worked this in specifically because he wanted leveling. I think he wanted leveling up to be like an active thing instead of just like a, I wake up in the morning and I'm level four. Yes. Um, and so basically when a character levels up, it takes what? Was it two weeks? Uh, like 10 days for the first few levels. Right, it's 10 yeah. days for the first few levels. It's like an actual of... thing in, like, the 5th edition rulebook. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm, I was implementing one of the, uh, one of the 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons rules for, uh, training time, which is just a certain amount of time <clears throat> has to be spent kind of perfecting and solidifying your abilities before you can, uh, Right. But what I'm yeah. saying is, if we're using that, I think it'd be a cool idea to, like you said, have the character visit a sick ant. Why don't you have let them pick one of their downtime activities using that system, where they won't gain as much benefit as they would showing up, as the rest of the party does doing what they do, but they're still doing something in character that you can reward if they come, like, for example, uh, have a paragraph of, like you say, oh, my character does this. They go Stephen. And then you show up with a paragraph, have a stipulation that you show up with a paragraph of writing or a story that explains what your character was doing at that time to receive some kind of mechanical benefit, even though you missed the session. Because it's it's cool to have your character on autopilot, but I have been in situations where I've heard stories of what my character has done and just been like, I feel like I would have been more satisfied knowing I had done something normal than my character done something cool when I wasn't there. Oh, so is your issue that you're more badass when you don't show up? Yeah, it happens. That's actually uh, something we should talk about, is that, and we'll get into, like, dice and their vagaries at some point, I'm sure, but most characters have a trope that they develop as you play them, Um, whether it's Swaga, I believe you're specifically referring to your paladin's inability to land smites. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Can't hit shit will be very, very funny uh, as an in-joke while it's happening, but almost exclusively will disappear when someone else is playing the character. I missed a session and he landed, what, all three? What? Uh, he, I know he landed a critical smite on the carrion crawler and just fucking destroyed it. Yeah. Now, now um, yeah, this was in the, the game that we're in together with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember... That was in the barrels of uh, Durgar. Yeah. I was just trying to remember, because the character that was in the party with him, uh, his two main things was he gets really bored when the party starts planning and will just charge forward, and also he electrocutes wolves. Yeah. Did that Did that come up? I mean, I know you actually used that guy as an anti-railroading device at one point. Uh, so, we'll talk about driving the plot at some point as well. I already marked down uh, downtime activities as something we should talk about at some point. Word. But, um... That could be its own episode. Yeah, it's really useful as a DM or as a GM to have a player whose character, by their existence, breaks deadlock because you get a lot of you get a lot uh, of player discussion, and there's a there's a tendency by DMs to kind of overlook things that players have said because they're waiting for the discussion to finish. Uh, it won't. That's the problem. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a player who just goes, "Nope, I'm bored. I kick down the door. Just roll with that." It's so good. It's so wonderful. Days are so much better when that person doesn't show up. Yeah. And then you could just be like, great, now you have a 15 minute time limit, and then shit happens. And I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna suggest this most of the time. But do your best to protect that character. <laughs> <laughs> like, consider the fact that they probably have the element of surprise if they just kick every door down they see and then thunder wave the room. You know, one time they're just gonna it's gonna be a mimic, and they're just gonna kick it in the eye, 
and then that character is dead. I noticed they thunder away the door door room. Well, you got me there. The door room. Yeah, like this is important because as I can speak from experience, that type of character loves to die. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, some of the things they've done have been very stupid. Well, yes. But um, uh, but the thing like, like forgetting all of my character traits and never using cool things? Yes. Yeah, that wasn't great. Or the part where you uh, dug a big hole in the ground, or you very slowly and loudly dug a hole in the ground to attack people who had tremor sense that you knew had tremor sense because they kept attacking you in the dark from around corners, uh, while yelling at them and then being surprised when, as soon as you open the ho- the finally opened the hole, they stab you eleven times. Yeah, and that was me forgetting things oh, after a three-hour session. Oh, that the Imagine yeah. yeah, that was in the barrel, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, that was me forgetting things, because it was three hours and I was tired. Imagine 19. I think we should do an aside. This is going to be like a 12-second episode at some point about just taking breaks in the middle of sessions yeah. once you get older. Yeah. At that, at that halfway mark, just stand up for 15 minutes. 15-minute yeah, break is doing wonders for our so game. So good. I just take a nap on his couch. It's wonderful. Yeah. But, um, uh, man, we got off topic. Yeah, we did. Oh, we were talking about... Uh, it's on a topic. Yeah, if you if you leave for a session uh, as a player, it is almost guaranteed that your character will do the one cool thing that you've been trying to manage this entire time. So downtime activities might be... My point was downtime activities might be a good alternative to having your player go on autopilot... Your character go on autopilot. Yeah, the... Um, the uh, a player unexpectedly missing... Uh, my game has kind of a 30-minute window where if you haven't showed up by then, the game starts regardless of who's there. Um, which is also a nice time because we are friends and we kind of want to catch up. So, like, people kind of do that during the start and then 30 minutes are up, game starts, regardless of who's here. Uh, and if you show up late, you get to talk during the halftime break and otherwise your game time now. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're in a position where your character needs to be there uh, and you haven't given us a warning ahead of time, that's where the Solus Automaton comes in, uh, where it's just... They're care. They're there. You know how sometimes we as humans get when we've been doing when we've been like sitting at work but not allowed to do our job for like eight hours and our brain has turned to mush and we read everything we could read and now we're just we've been staring at a wall thinking nothing for forty five minutes before we went home. Yep. Uh, well, that's kind of the state that that character's in. Like they can do the most basic things on their character sheet because somebody can because if you're the DM, you probably have a copy of it. Hopefully. Um, and so you can be like, oh, this is their attack bonus, just melee attack whatever comes into range and hand it to a player. Uh, but they're basically, they're soulless automatons at that point. Okay. Um, an important thing to go off with, with the autopiloted character. Are you allowed to kill a character if their player isn't there? Yes, I've done it before and I'll do it again. You are truly history's greatest monster. You should have let me know you're going to miss a session. And it, it, it gets kind of weird because I think... I think I've texted you specific instructions while I wasn't able and wasn't able to make it to a game at least once, right? Yes, uh, I know both as a player and as a DM because uh, I've been your lifeline player, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, especially in that Pathfinder game we were in. <sighs> yeah, Pathfinder. I don't like it, um, but okay. it's fine for those that enjoy it. Yeah, so let's go ahead and reference Matt's manifesto real quick. Are we getting down to the naughty bits? Yeah. Not really. He's already. He's. He's. Uh, I think absent without warning was the one where I said they could go right straight to hell. Yeah, that uh, that's where the true bile starts coming let's out. Let's see. Um, blah, 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 fuck you. 
Uh, don't immediately kill the players for this. Yeah. Um, don't. If somebody's absent without warning and you haven't heard from them yet, don't feed their player or don't feed their character feet first into a meat grinder until you know whether or not like they were in a car accident. Uh, but if they just forgot the game into the meat grinder, they go. <laughs> Um, okay, so do we have anything else on the topic of player a- of absences and? I know once upon a time I was absent from a game with war with over a week ahead of time of warning, and all the other characters uh, kneecapped me and stole all my gear. Good lord! And well, your notes didn't include stop myself from being robbed. Yeah. So I would say. That if you're the DM, probably don't allow PvP uh, <laughs> with that character on that character unless it's been like established narratively over the course of multiple sessions and like, oh, I'm gonna miss it, but you know, I know he's going to burn down my house or something, it's time so for like, the let duel. it happen. Send them because that the did off. upset me a lot, and I did some very bad things to those characters. Uh, in the next campaign, I really thought you were going to say players, and I was a little worried. <laughs> I had to mentally th- like search my uh, my database to make sure that I had. <laughs> I did bad things to one of those players because he started it, but uh, mostly I just killed all those characters. Session one of the next, as a player, I showed up and immediately killed everyone else's character at the next game we played. Well, you know. And then they got to sit there and watch me play the rest of that game because they were dead. Because fuck them. Alright, that's And you are a hit at parties, aren't you? Yeah, he's real fun. That's when I did a bad thing to the player. Swagger, you were there for that. Was I? Oh, wait. They get thrown up on? Yes. I feel like for legal reasons we're going to stop that story. I I got thrown up on a lot. Neither of us did anything that was a crime. No. Anyways. I ate carrots and wine for breakfast the next morning. (laughs) It was a good time. A good time was had by literally just me. It really wasn't a good time whatsoever. This is a great end to an episode where we essentially just talked about, like, manners for a half hour. Yeah. And then just go up with, yeah, and then I barfed on a guy. No, I didn't didn't barf on a guy. I got barfed on. Yeah. He was the guy who was barfed upon. And, uh... PSA, room temperature, uh, baby carrots and white wine, not actually a bad breakfast. Don't do that, please. Uh, we have to end on that note. Please okay. let that be the end of the All episode. Right, cool, guys. I, I really... Mm, yeah, I don't know that there was anything else we were going to talk about. No, I think we did it in one. Good job. Yeah, yeah the general um, idea was please have fun, but try to take this seriously because people are putting a lot of work into this hobby. Yeah, note for players please, please, please be considerate of the DM. They're putting a lot of time in trying to ensure a, uh, a fun experience for you and the other players at the table. Please be respectful of their time. If you have to miss, that's fine. Life happens. Let them know as soon as possible, whether that's after you get out of the hospital or, like, when you find out that your parents are visiting in two weeks. Just let them know as soon as you can because their time is valuable, at the very least, to them and theoretically to you if you're playing in their game. Uh, note to DMs, reserve vengeance until you find out whether or not they missed your game for a good reason uh, and... Try to encourage your players to talk to each other beforehand uh, so that if there is a, um, a missing player that week, uh, the responsibility doesn't fall on you to manage even more stuff because there's enough on your plate already. Um, don't be afraid to just kind of let them let a player run on autopilot for a week. 
we'll talk more about downtime time later, but it is a really good chance to develop uh, a character narratively. If you know they have to miss a session, so they miss an adventure, a session or two, so they miss an adventure, and you say, "Okay, cool." Uh, like Swagger said, write me a paragraph or write me a page. Tell me what was so important to your character that they missed this adventure. Because you can get a lot of really good stuff and a lot of really good hooks out of that. Yeah. Um, so that sounds like an episode, guys. Yeah, I think we're um, good. Hit him with that email, Alex. Okay, yeah. So, as always, we're going to have topics to talk about until the heat death of the universe. But if there's anything in particular you want to hear from us... Sorry, the jackrabbit's kicking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if there is anything in particular you want to hear from us, uh, you can reach out to us over at the GM screen at gmail.com. Um, I'll be checking that regularly as soon as I assume people are sending things to it. Um, we'll probably be on Twitter at some point. Um, I don't know. Check the show notes or maybe I'll throw it in really awkwardly in post here. We should, we should get that Twitter handle. Well, yeah, it'll be up before the show's live. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll probably start doing, once we get questions, uh, we'll either, you know, base an episode around them if they're very good questions we haven't covered them yet or we'll do like mailbag episodes. Yeah, two or three. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I assume y'all have some important questions that aren't dumb. but yeah. Or have some important questions that are dumb. This is kind of a dumb place to be. Yeah, but hey, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, Alex, As always, got... don't split the party. I still don't know if we're doing that. I don't know that. if I like that. Look, I came back from the death of this fucking episode.